Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Mission Podcast. Hey, what's up? And welcome to another episode of the Mission. We are a Sydney-based podcast. My name is Andrew Levins and my co-host is Mitchell. What's up? Uh, this week, we have someone who uh, I think has been called at least twice. Uh, by two separate people, the worst guest in Mitch in history. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just you and Mitch that said that. Yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. So, we're not very important in the, no, uh, you know, no, in the grand sure scheme of the, the yeah, podcast. Don't really count yeah. in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, one listen, like, no one listens to you guys anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, re- well, the episode's over. That's it. <laughs> uh, but returning to the podcast for the third time, uh, he uh, was uh, at various stages of being on the podcast. I think you would just rock pull at first. Yes. I think someone's called Ruffle S. I look really white on that. You sound really white. Rockpool established. What was it called for a moment? Established 1989. Yep. Yeah. You're the only person in the world that ever got that right on the first go, I think. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, when you came back a second time, uh, Rockpool had renamed itself Eleven Bridge. Really? Had we already done that by that stage? Has well, it? I think maybe. We, we just moved to Eleven Bridge prior to. Look, nah, re- but you would have re- been you would have been at Eleven Bridge both times. Yeah, yeah, okay. for sure. Okay, well, whatever. It's, not it's a great in- intro, and uh, thanks for moderating. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, where's but- that bell? <laughs> <Ding! laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, I'm getting gonged off already. The re- no, I mean, whenever yeah. I make a mistake, which is frequently, uh, ah, okay. you make a ding sound, okay, um, yeah. and then That's everyone great. at home We're takes a shot. Counting them up. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, so it's a Mitch and drinking game. It's very popular in the streets. Okay, um, but uh, I was wondering what those kids are up to. <laughs> the reason uh, that, that that Phil Wood, our guest for the episode today, is back for a third time is uh, that he is leaving us. Hmm. Greener pastures. Actually, yeah. no, I would say Sydney's greener than Melbourne. You're moving to Melbourne. Is what I'm well, trying to say. Well, yeah, uh, south of Melbourne. That's so, right, yeah. Mornington. So what? So it's it's one of the. Greatest agricultural regions of Australia. That's just pretty green, you're right. Yeah. Mm. And definitely 12, more 12 pastures months. as well than where you are now. Pastures. Mm. Than, a lot than, of pastures. A lot of kangaroos. Many more kangaroos mm. than, than CBD, yeah. But very exciting. Should be going down in a couple of weeks. Um, so the news was broken by the never dramatic Scott Bowles, uh, who uh, wrote the headline uh, for your story about you leaving mm. <laughs> Sydney Chef, Chef Exodus. Exodus, <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, subtly pointing out that. Two people have moved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Have they called you and spoke to you yet? No. No, not yet. Mm. No. Great journalism. So, how did, they, how did they find out that you were going? We don't know. Um, so, we, we were in the middle of uh, contracts and all, the, all that kind of thing that happens. Um, I was on holiday in New Zealand and they just said that they had heard something and they were going to 
print it. Holy shit. Um, but uh, yeah, we no idea who. That them. sucks. We have um, look. We have we have journals on all the time. But I feel like I like to think that everyone that we have on would never actually do that shit. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a real like old school. Yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. We we are the media. There's of. there's been a couple instances of that lately of press releases going out with um, an embargo on it saying this is not for release until X date, and then someone just fucking ignores it and, and publishes it. Because it's like the race. We've got to beat. Yeah, we've got to beat, beat broadsheet. So once yeah. one person does it, then all the other publications put it out because it's out there anyway. So, and, and then yeah, you have the problem of um, of trying to keep all the media happy. Yeah, uh, and then they think then they get upset. Then they you think you've they told think you've one, let them go early. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so that's a bit annoying. But yeah, so we we I mean we're still not really ready to talk about it too much, which is unfortunate because. Um, Oh well, you thanks know. for coming. Uh, <laughs> what, 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 what can you in, tell us? So in what, a certain way, uh, look, I, I can, um, I what, can talk briefly about the. Project. What spurred the decision? What spurred the decision? Yeah. Um, so, you know, uh, I'd left Eleven Bridge, which is now Jade Temple, as of this morning. Is um, today the first day to open? Today's the first day. Oh, yep. shit. So good luck to the boys there. Um, and good luck to Hongi. Good luck to Hongi. <laughs> yeah, been crushed by Pepsi or whatever that was. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so my partner Liz had also decided to leave her job with Virgin, and um, we just thought let's let's leave Sydney, basically, um, and that's this is what happened. How long have you been <laughs> cooking in Sydney? Uh, on and off, um, twelve years. Twelve mm. years in Sydney, yeah. And how long yeah. ago that was at Rockpool? Uh, eight, eight, eight years. Mm. So a fair a fair amount of time to spend with one one employer as well, especially in this industry. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. Pretty good. It's a lifetime almost. <laughs> in some in some <laughs> ways. Yeah. Now you're depressing me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I just, I was, I just really wanted to do something pretty, pretty different. And Sydney, in general, um, has become a highly competitive uh, city, and it was just nice to have the opportunity to get out of it for a little. To be, to be fair. Yeah, I'm. I'm sad you're leaving, but I'm also not sad <laughs> because. <laughs> Whatever Phil was going to do next was going to create a lot of press and la 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 and create another place in Sydney for all the fickle dining public to rush to and, you know, so it's kind of nice to yeah. have that happen <laughs> outside of Sydney. Oh, and I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm really excited to be able to, to leave city cooking a little bit as well um, and, and get out into the countryside. So, you know, with city cooking... There's always that pressure to to be relevant. I feel um, where a little bit out outside of the city, you can be a little bit more expressive in, in what you. You're going to say you can be a, you can be a little more irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking forward to be less, to be less relevant. But um, uh, yeah, look and 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 I just feel like um, that thing where the media is always talking about trying to be seasonal and 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 trying to cook seasonally, and it doesn't really hold true in in the city because you you know you have to use the markets and whatever's in the markets you, mm. you can but you know we're going to have a little bit of uh, of land out there so so we can um we can have our own gardens and our own produce so so we can cook in that kind of manner a little bit more authentically so i'm really looking forward to that part of the job so how many offers did you have um look i, I won't go into too many details like, no, no, but no details of what they were but how many offers were there um just a number figure 
uh, around about five. So what separated this one? This one um, was it the land and the fact that it's in it, such an amazing area, or yeah, it was. Was the, it the pay packet, or no, no, it was the land. <laughs> it was, it was it a was, very relevant pay packet. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it was the land and the aspect of the actual restaurant itself. Um, you know, it's 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 in a really really beautiful part of of the Mornington Peninsula, very um, tightly held uh, in terms of of property. So all the all the estates are quite spread out, uh, and we're really really lucky to have a beautiful view from from where it is. Um, it's, it's on top of a point, so you know it was just a, it's just a spectacular part of the world, and and th- and that's really what sold it. And you know, I just um, I guess in the end, I just really wanted to. I just really want to leave uh, city cooking and, and get back to the country a little bit, and uh, I guess that's what what made it so special. And they're, they're really nice people yeah. that are, that are operating it. So, so what's the, what's the name of the company that you're working for now? Uh, well, the the actual um, property is called Point Leo Estate, but it's um, you know it's it's owned uh, by an individual. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. I love. I love those guys. <laughs> the old yeah. individual, eh? Yeah. yeah. But it's a, it's a family property, um, and you know they're just really excited about about you know operating a restaurant. They re- they really love food. They 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 eat out a lot, and they're just really happy to have their own little place that they they can be proud of. So. Oh man! And so you could, it seems like you got free reign to kind of. Oh yeah, here and there. Um, you know, I can't. Uh, you know, we, we're still. You can only be so relevant. Yeah, <laughs> I can only be so relevant. But you know what? Look, honestly, um, the you know, starting to sort of. Exp- I've been exploring the produce over the last couple of weeks around the Mornington, uh, having a look at the seafood and different animals that are available down there, and the different farming practices. Um, and look, it's it's just like I, I was. I didn't quite expect it to be as amazing as it is. And, um, you know, the availability of, of fresh uh, seafood as well as having great goat, dairy, sheep, cattle and a 24-hour, uh, 24, what am I saying? No, 12-month growing cycle down mm-hmm. there because right. they have the right kind of climate for 12-month crop production. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just couldn't turn that, aw- turn that away. Like, it's just amazing. You, you can go down to, to the beach on either side of the peninsula you can have Bass Strait to Phillip Island, and then on the other side you've got Port Phillip. So you've got that access to all that shellfish that Port Phillip has, and then you've got guys going off the off the um, off the bay and, and getting really wonderful flathead and snapper and dory and everything that goes around that region. Um, and they're really they're they're really uh, they're kind of like Byron Shire, I guess, in, down in the Mornington. So they're very they're very into organics down there as well. So I mean, even the the, the level of produce is just remarkable. So, you know, it was a sort of a no-brainer on moving down there. Are you still going to be cooking in your Asian... Um, yeah, sort of working on that at the moment. Um, you know, the, the Asian bent really is uh, is Australian and I, I think it will be an Australian restaurant so is that something that you gravitated towards as as you as yourself as a chef or is that something that the rock pools influence uh yeah i mean a certain amount was rock pools influence and, and and having neil as a as a as a mentor he you know has a great he has a great uh palette for for asian flavors and particularly um chinese and thai i think mm-hmm. um with a little bit of korean in there every once in a while but you know that that definitely helped me develop 
the palate that I have. Um, but I was always fascinated by Chinese cookery. I just think it's a remarkable cuisine. So, mm. uh, in in all the different forms that it takes, so it's it's just a fascinating food, and it's always been part of my interest. Um, but also, you know, it is quintessential part of Australian Australia. dining as well. You know, yeah. if you know if you if you want to be successful in Sydney, just open a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, I mean, you can't really go wrong as long as you can make a, a dumpling. A Cantonese restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what about Mornington Peninsula? Like, are there any notable restaurants there at the moment? That yeah, yeah, and um, this surprised me also. So I, I kind of underestimated the quality, I guess, of Mornington before I went down. I've been down three times over the last couple of weeks now. Uh, this last time we stayed at um, Jackalope uh, Hotel, which mm-hmm. is which opened maybe six months ago, maybe less. Um, they've got a casual diner there called Rare Hair, which I've been to a couple of times, and they've got a fine diner there called um, Doot Doot Doot, which I think was on the list of worst restaurant names ever. Yep. But um, both both. Uh, Why is it called Doot Doot Doot? Uh, something to do with the Jackalope. Right. Which is a mythical creature. Yep. Uh, I think it's so the, maybe Nardwa named it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's the noise it makes or right. something right. along those lines. Yeah, that's a bad that's a bad name. <laughs> good food though. Good food. Yeah, yeah, really good. And the um I mean the level of chef there is you know, they're really nice, uh really nice guys and the service was pretty pretty special. You know, you you're coming a lot across people that have worked in pretty good restaurants throughout Sydney and Melbourne, so you know, they're always just doing that for a lifestyle change. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, it's, re- it's really good. I mean, there's ten minutes by tractor down there. I haven't been, oh, yeah, I haven't been right. yet, but that's a two ha- restaurant, regional yeah. restaurant. Has been for a while. Mm-hmm. They have a casual diner as well. There's a really great. Um, it's called Bop Bop Bop. Or Brap 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 You know, there's a really great French restaurant. I forget the name of it actually, but um, it's in a place called Belnaring. We went. I was had pretty low expectations to be honest for a French. Yeah, restaurant. Yeah, I actually. Yeah, I went. I've that. My experience of Morning Peninsula is a year ago, years ago, staying in was it Balnearing? yeah. Thing. Um, uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah, they're mostly vineyards and, mm. and wineries in that area. But it's still it being a lovely location. But I don't remember any of anything I ate over the week I was there. Well, no, I, th- I think it, I think it's um, the Mornington's a funny one. I think it's at a sort of tipping point for for um, the Victorian government to really start putting putting a lot of impetus behind trying to get people there. It's a very popular um, Melbourne like day tripper location for Melburnians but I I feel like the uh, you know interstate traveller kind of overlooks it and the international traveller thinks about the Yarra rather than the Mornington sure Um, but I think there's a lot of investment happened there over the last few years and there seems to be a really really great move towards some some good dining options down there and they're very they very seem to be very proud of their produce so Mm. um, maybe a, a few years ago you know, it was lacking a few bits and pieces, but I feel like that's that's sort of changing. Yeah. Um, and you know, the guys, the guys uh, that I've bumped into there seem pretty excited to have another restaurant um, opening up there. And just the more that we have down there, the the better it gets, I imagine. So, you know, I'm excited to be at a region which I think is is on the verge of becoming, you know, a truly great dining and recreational region in Australia. Yeah, and yeah. diners are obviously very ready to go regional in Victoria. Obviously, Bray, you know, recently. They are. Very different area, but, yeah. but uh, you know, uh, country, Victoria, none, all the same. Even like, like from Loam. Yeah, from back a couple of years ago. Yeah. From, from Loam and now Igni as well. Yeah. And I, I wonder about that. I wonder why, 
Victoria succeeds where New South Wales fails. Mm. Um, I just think, has anyone... I, I mean, well, got, beyond like Byron up that way... Well, you've got Byron down south. Oh, yeah, that, that does okay, all right. But yeah. I think like, the difference is that you, you've got to go, oh, like two and a half hour drive to get to these places yeah, where... Melbourne's an hour. hour yeah, hour. It's, you know, they built the city link, which from the airport to, to Mornington is like an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, right. Uh, without a single stop sign. Uh, and I think it's pretty much the same when you go to Geelong and when you go to yeah. um, to to Bray. You know, they're, they're a little bit closer. And I feel like also Sydney's, you know, got all the beaches and everything inside of it. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, the closest you could think would be Palm Beach, but it's not really a... There's nothing good there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's not really that kind of place where you you can get produce. Brow Waters Inn doesn't exist anymore, does it? I don't know. Well, it is, but um, you have to fly there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there are things. It's just, it's always been hard in Sydney, really, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And the more things that happen in the city, like, it's less reason for people to leave and stuff, I guess. Yeah. Maybe it is that, yeah, we're we're much more of a travel to a beach place than travel to a, uh, to to the the country place. Yeah. Yeah. And I I don't know. Or, you know, you you go to the Blue Mountains and that's, that's it. it. Or you go up. It's still nothing good. It's starting to change a little bit up there. Or you go Um, to the Hunter and then. Yeah, sure. But then, you you know, you can't. But most of these places, you'd look at... Because of the drive, you'd look at staying there overnight. Yeah, or for a couple of days. Or yeah, whereas these other places... I mean, the places around Victoria, you can realistically do it in a day. Or you can do it like Clayton did when Bray opened and... Yeah, fly down and fly, fly back. Fly down day. and fly back. We <laughs> 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 don't have that casino blank check. Yeah. yeah, we did... Last year, I did Bray and Igni on the same day. Yeah, right. Wow, that's a... That's a pretty good day. That was a fucking great day. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I haven't done Igni yet. Yeah, oh, man. Igni, Igni by far my favorite restaurant I ate at last year. Wow. Yeah, I need I to look go. forward to going back. Great, incredible food. You did eat at um, Acme a couple of times. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just pointing that out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not Mitch, news Mitch to anybody. It's <laughs> not, not news to anybody that Lev's not a fan. I love uh, mate. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I, spent, I spent 10 minutes sucking your dick last week. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the... Uh, the, the 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 wine as well at, at Egni was spectacular, and uh, hopefully you know you'll be able to get some. Do they do a lot of Geelong? Uh, I, I mean, what's his name? G- his name is Drew or Andrew. The, the, he's the, one of the partners. It's like him, him and his wife do the wines, and Aaron yep. does the food at Igni and it was just mm. like okay, because you know that like, when people just work so well together, it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah right. it was Very obvious that those guys have an incredible working relationship along the lines of fleet, which maybe we shouldn't talk about at the same time as <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really got into it, but I don't know if the Victorian government sort of promotes promotes the areas a little bit better than um, maybe destination yeah. New South Wales does. But yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make an effort to go to Biota this year. I think that's a, yeah. that's a really really good point because yeah. like, you know it's one thing to be like oh you know I've New never, South Wales doesn't support the blah blah. Yeah, I'm like you know what I have I don't I've never I've it. never been uh, <laughs> exactly. I haven't been to Biota. I've been to yeah. every prominent regional Victorian, Victorian restaurant. I haven't met any of the ones in, in, yeah. in New South Wales. So yeah, I'll put my money where my mouth is. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so leaving Rockpool after eight years, yeah. Um, what dishes? Are you going to miss cooking and maybe want to try and do your own spin on? And which ones um, can you, can you not wait? wait never never cook, again. cook again. Oh, look. To be honest, uh, yeah. Look, I, I loved I loved working there. I really enjoyed it. Um, but I, I'm really excited to to make a clean break. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And generally, usually when I did a dish and did a dish change, and it never really came back. I'm, yeah. I don't really like that. Yeah. I kind of like to always push things. Forward, forward a little bit so although I'll, I'll miss a lot of things I'm, I'm never really going to think geez I wish I could 
cook that again. Sure. If that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, so you know, I'm just I'm just really excited to try to make this a individual project and and um, and and do something quite different to what I've, I was doing before. Did anything stay on the menu longer at Rockpool than the chicken wing with the caviar? <laughs> Uh, um, well, when I say things didn't come back, I mean the, there was the shirashi zushi and the the congee, which kept on popping up, yep. popping back. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess there was date tart, which was of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. which was now you can have at Rockwell Bar and Grill. But um, uh, okay, uh, you know that was there for whatever how many years mm. it was open. That, that was that outdated you. That outdated mm. me. Outdated the restaurant. It continues a, to outdate the restaurant. Yeah, yeah. One, of, one, <laughs> yeah. one of Sydney's kind of mo- most famous desserts. Yeah. Well, well, state tart. Well, I mean, it's phenomenal. But, yeah, it's um, still fucking good. You know what? Actually, yeah, when you say if there's something I'm going to miss, it'll be having date tart. <laughs> although, whenever you want. Yeah, date whenever I tap. want. Yeah. Date tart on tap. Although my, my waistline probably <laughs> won't miss that too much. But um, I think you can, if you limit yourself to two, two tarts a day, you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was my theory on that one. Um, yeah. Anyway, so I'll probably miss Date Tart quite quite a bit. And I'll miss um, I'll miss the the group of guys that I had working down there. Oh I yeah, think. no doubt. Yeah, I, I really had a, I, a I bunch of long long term. Yeah, and I, I I thought in terms of the um, the younger guys that I'd, I'd had with me over the last few years, I I, th- I thought quite a few of them were quite special. Um, and I'm pretty excited to see what they do, and I'm a bit upset that I don't get to, you know, contribute to their development going forward anymore. But um, you know, I, th- I think some of them, you'll definitely maybe two, two to three to four of them, you'll, we'll you'll see, you'll hear about a little bit later, because um, they just had that special, the extra special uh, quality, I think, which you don't see that often. So I'll miss them. I'll miss the crew, and I'll miss State Tart. <laughs> <laughs> One of the uh, more memorable dishes that I had when I came to eat with you was uh, the most stingray I've ever eaten in my life. I think you like doubled the serve for me, um, and it was it was phenomenal. It was a super spicy stingray dish. I don't even remember what that was. Yeah, it was it was a really good one. I think, I think, I think it was an experiment. I think, I think it was an off menu joint. You like, you maybe just had it. I had a full stingray, and you're like, I'll oh, just give it to oh, Levin. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I did I did a similar thing to Puskas once with um, some possum. Oh wow! Yeah, he he's uh he's never going to eat possum again. Just, <laughs> was just it possum? It was possum. No, we were talking about that on the la- your last service at, at Rockwell, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. So I had I, I had a possum. I didn't know what to do with it. Um, it been you, in, you found it in the in the roof. It been in the, <laughs> <laughs> it'd been in the cool room. It was around. Um, I can't remember who was using possum, but you know, possum become was was trying to get some traction at some point. Yeah, they're always trying to make a push for, for wild possum to, to make its, its way on the menu. It's pretty things. gross. <laughs> yeah. 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 Never, My I've never would, would smack you down. Yeah. He, he I've loves never it, right? heard of it. Yeah, um, a lot of things. <laughs> but I think I, I think it had been in the core room for about a week um, and Puskas made a sort of last minute booking so i thought i'd cook up some possum <laughs> what did you do i can't even remem- remember but it was he didn't he, he didn't appreciate he it he didn't appreciate he it he just sandwiched it between two, <laughs> two, two date tarts. <laughs> but um yeah that was my last foray to possum but yeah i just quite enjoy doing the um the off menu dish yeah. yeah yeah so i often don't remember what they were sorry yeah, that's fine. <laughs> no, the reason i bring it up though is that you know are there are there going to be ingredients that you won't be able to get um, yeah, look, look, I, I haven't really got into the supply of of the um, the Asian ingredients down there, but I'm pretty sure it's close enough to Melbourne to be able to get r- relatively everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's only an hour drive, so yeah. yeah, I'd be surprised if there's anything I couldn't get. But but in saying that, you know, I don't want to make it too Asian um, at this point. So you know, look, 
<sighs> Situational um, pretty much determines a lot of the kind of thing that I do anyway. So, you know, and I think that's the way most restaurants are. You know, yeah. you have this idea for a restaurant. It's like this little child. You throw it into the world and it sort of takes on its own its own uh, life outside of that. And, you know, you, it develops its own personality. And I'm pretty sure that that's what, what will happen. You know, we'll, we'll we'll work out what we want to do and maybe that will change. It'll evolve. And it'll evolve and... It'll, yeah. it'll fall into what it's going to be. Fall, yeah, exactly. So it'll be... I, I think, you know, I, I'd really... I've got a real desire to try um, promote the peninsula uh, and the ingredients that are there. So, you know, I'll just work with what's available to me, to be honest. Awesome. Yeah. I might stop filming now. So if you've been watching this, I'm going to put the full 20 minutes up on, on our Facebook page. But if you've been watching this... Uh, the full 20. F- yeah, the full 20, bro. 20 minutes of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just got to, first of all, just um, apologize for the that white sort of apparition on, on, on yeah. one side of the of the. Uh, it's called screen. the sun. The sun, bro. Yeah, well, it's just yeah. Yeah, well, it's me. <laughs> we, should, we should say that we're actually in the, the original Mitchin. We're not... This is the actual Mitch's kitchen. Yeah. So that's why we're recording on an iPhone instead of the usual high-tech setup that we now have. But uh, go and listen to the full episode. We'll put it up in the link below. Thanks for watching. And Phil, where, where, where are you going to be? Um, like, you know, do, do you have an estimate of when you're going to be opening your new joint? Uh, yeah, estimate around October, hopefully. So February 2019. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, potentially. But yeah, yeah, hopefully October. So, um, you got yeah. any, any name ideas? What about doot, 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 doot? Four doots. Or just doot apostrophe. <laughs> doot, doot, with it um, cubed? Like, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, no. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Um, so... Uh, we actually on the on the subject of, uh, of of trying to find Asian ingredients. We, I can't remember if he was talking about it to us just in conversation or on the on the episode. Mm. But it was funny talking to Louis Tikaram recently about um, when it's he was funny talking to Louis. It, 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 incredibly funny. We, actually, we need to talk about his last night in Sydney as well because I'm pretty sure were you there for it? Uh, which oh, which one? We'll get to it. We'll get to it before yeah, we get down and dolphin. Yeah, yeah. Didn't we talk about that already? We didn't talk extensively about oh, the Louis, and I his, feel like his uh, night at the dolphin. Yeah, uh, I walked in and walked out. <laughs> Essentially, pretty much, yeah. You yeah, did, yeah. It was so busy. Anyway, Hurricane Louis took took over Sydney for a week, and, 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 and uh, we, we, we saw him, you know, uh, as often as we could. But you know, he he was eating four meals a day just to catch up with everyone because everyone mm. he knows owns or cooks in restaurants. Um, and but yeah, on the podcast he was talking about the difficulty of uh, trying to get Asian ingredients for his family just to eat regularly when he was living in Mullumbimby and right. having to drive up to Brisbane and then come yeah. back with a full car with you know full of yeah, sauces, sauces and yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's not the interesting part of the story. The more interesting part is let's hang shit on Louis. <laughs> <laughs> um, his last night in Sydney um, We talked about it briefly When we did our episode Over at the Lansdowne What uh, You know uh, He did a He did a takeover Of the Dolphin Hotel yep. And uh, He Did extensive Menu planning for that I don't think he actually Cooked in much on the night Certainly not when I got there When I got no. there He was walking around With a bottle of um, Radicon Radicon Yeah And just taking slugs from it yeah. Throughout the night A Radicon long neck basically. I think I got there Half an hour after It opened also Oh right uh, And that was That was sold out of everything I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I had a long grain pizza that, that It was like a pizza With yeah, like the uh, Caramelised pork hock With some Yeah it was like thai, a, with some, some Thai basil instead of but it was, Yeah, yeah. Instead it, was, of, it was actually it was, fucking it was, good It was a, it was a yeah. margarita With Thai basil um, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they tried to sell me on it, and I was like, "Really? Yeah, and, it was uh, good. It was awesome. Yeah, it, was it was fucking good. really, really good. It worked, it worked quite well." But uh, yeah, Lou Dog was just like, 
like paralytic drunk. By the, yeah. like, and then, then he ended up like we all went to the Lansdowne because it was the Lansdowne soft opening weekend. And it was like, like, like the Dolphin itself was just half, half Hospo crew. It was like everyone that's yeah. ever been on the Mitchin. And then some random Coke dealers. <laughs> um, and then uh, uh, who, who we were not talking to. Um, <laughs> who no one in the hospitality industry actually knew. That's right. Uh, and we moved over to the Lansdowne and sure enough, it was even more people there. Um, because you know, celebrating the new venue opening, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> Lou Dog, um, I'm sorry, we should have got Jake to talk about it last week. But were you you went at the Lansdowne at this point, were you? No. So Jake from Mary's and uh, and the Lansdowne, who was on two weeks ago, um, saw a big crew of us there. He's like, I'm going to get you guys some wine, and he went around the corner and like you know pulled out a bottle and like cracked it open and was going to pour glasses from it. Lou Dog, who has met Jake twice, <laughs> grabbed the bottle out of Jake's hand and then just walked into the crowd drinking from him from from the <laughs> bottle, and then everyone's like like you know me and Joel are like oh we want wine <laughs> and he was like nah you're not getting any fucking wine now get this cunt blah, blah, blah. like you know we had to like simmer Jake down <laughs> over, over right. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I can, yeah I can imagine yeah. and when we when, yeah. we when we talk to Darren and Mags next uh, they'll have some great stories of uh, of like Ludog just like just being the fucking worst. Yeah. <laughs> so I think, like you know, I think maybe uh, LA has changed him. No, I don't think <laughs> I, I, that's actually the, the exact Louis I remember. And I remember, like, uh, uh, you know, he's like someone that I I miss, like a family member, mm. like all the time. And I feel like he he realized how much everyone loved and missed him when he got back to Sydney, and how demanding of his time they were. That I feel like he went out with a bang and just made himself as repulsive as possible. <laughs> so so we, we we could be like, yeah, oh yeah, stay yeah, a, could, stay a stay few away, more years. Yeah. I tell that story because we're going to miss you as well for oh, when you go to oh, Melbourne. Oh, thank you. But so when you when you return, just make sure <laughs> yeah. you have a fucked night. But I'm just a complete asshole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's I'll, right. That's not a stretch. It's not a stretch. But yeah. I'll, I'll ride back on my fixie. How well? How well do you know Jake? <laughs> Uh, Do you know him well enough to take a bottle of wine out of his hand and drink uh, it? In the I bar? know well enough not to take a bottle. Yeah. Of wine. So that's why you <laughs> definitely should. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I will miss Phil's drunk, drunk dancing. I was going to actually, I was going to say that in the intro. The, I don't uh, know for that. You're, you're one of my favourite drunk dancers. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a draw. It's between you and Clayton Wells, my two favourite drunk, drunk dancers in the hospital industry. Yeah, we recently did a, a, a after the fifty best. Restaurants thing I, 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 I DJed the after party And for the first like, I think two hours I, think I was the only one You there. were the only one there And you were just like <laughs> You were like Are hey, you having fun Levin? Dancing <laughs> Do you need another drink? And I was like Man I love Phil I, <laughs> like, yeah. I was just loving The subtle Patron um, Promotion throughout the uh, Throughout the venue <laughs> <laughs> It was like this like Very be- classy Beautiful elegant venue That had just been just like Oh just throw empty Patron bottles everywhere And then like And some really authentic Tagging That's what I was going to say I, I, the, the, the one part like everything else is like quite pristine and clean and glass and then the one part was like just the dj set up they were just like oh yeah and just graph the fuck out of that so there was like a big like just probably said patron or it something says levin's love patron yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which i do <laughs> for the right price i do um yeah. but yeah thank you for keeping me company in oh, mate, there's nothing hours. like having an empty dance floor and, and, a, and a couple of drinks I, honestly actually those drinks i don't know if you tried you, you kept bringing them to those me, patron, so I did. <laughs> yeah that's right um those patron cocktails were simply one of the, some of the worst. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't know who it was. A Patron Negroni, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, it was like every. It was like lots of classic cocktails, but every single one of them had Patron. Patron. Um, and you know, Patron, love it. A great, great product, but just no. Well, I mean, yeah, it's good. It's good on its own with salt or whatever. Like, because you know, you're like actually, okay, no, you you're like, I'm about to drink tequila, and you know it's going to taste I, like tequila. I and don't that's love, that. I don't love Patron at all. Right. 
Do you love tequila at all? Kiss that, uh, um, kiss that sponsorship money goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, no. So we just, it's okay. Patron, if you're listening, <laughs> Phil sure just doesn't like tequila. I'm sure as you well. are. I'm, I'm sure you yeah, are, Patron. Uh, yeah. Senor Patron. Senor. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but no, don't, don't love don't love tequila. Don't love Patron. So. What other brands do you want to shit on? <laughs> Sydney specific, might uh, Sydney, specific yeah. Sydney specific brands Because I'm all about Victoria now mm. um, Yeah, nothing comes to mind Ca- Harry's was, Cafe de Wheels I went to go there last night funny, Really? Funny you mentioned that um, we, we were at the Tilbury having a drink And thought we'll just go across the road and have a pie uh, had the longest queue you could imagine on a cold yeah, night. Yeah, it's still busy Yeah, yeah. So we ended up going pumped. to the Apollo Which is something I truly will miss, to be honest um, For just a place to go and have consistent quality it's always the same. Menu never changes um, kind of place. Yeah. I will miss that. Big Greek feed. Yeah. I actually had a Harry's Cafe de Wheels ex- Q experience yesterday as well. Really? I was, uh, I was running. What is going on? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I live around the corner for one, which is like, yeah. if you know me, you're like, that's the one he's talking about. I've not, I haven't been there and I never will. Yeah. I, um, but yesterday I, w- I ran a stall at the uh, Collector Mania Fair at Penrith Panthers. Is the Harry's the Pavilion. In There's Penrith a, there Penrith. is one, in, not just in Penrith, there's one in Penrith Panthers. Really? And I, I, I was working from uh, like 8am till 3pm. It finished and I, walked, I was like, oh, I'm, I guess I'm hungry enough to eat Harry's. And then there was like fucking 100 people lining up. That's crazy. 3 p.m. on a Sunday for Harry's pie, and I was like, "No, fuck that." Was I'm there not a doing football it. game? Was there an NRL match on? Yes, there was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, and also, there was like you know, hundreds of people there, hundreds of fat nerds buying buying pie my pies. shit oh, and pies. <laughs> cool fact: A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> um, but I ended up going to uh, a place called Memphis Pit Barbecue in Penrith instead. How was that? Um, that was, it, like, the fit-out was pretty amazing. It yeah. felt like a, a real, like... Like Talk a Gaffieri restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about fit-outs. Yeah, we went to the the grounds of the city. No, I haven't. No, I was, I was talking about this recently because I went to um, the well, it was described to me as a much more bearable grounds called Camperdown Commons. Ah, uh, and then that's like you know it's just like a family friendly area where yep. it's you know mm. drinks, okay, food, like the, the good you know heaps of wayward beers on tap, which yep. is a good vibe. Um, but uh, yeah, there was lots of grounds talk. 
Right. How's the grounds mm. of the city? Because I mean, the ground. It, the, the, thing, the grounds of Alexandria is like a. They started when they opened. It was very much like a. It's the farm in Alexandria, <laughs> and there are animals, and there is a nonstop onslaught of, of like east, eastern suburbs families coming in and and just going there. But apparently, it was amazing. I've never been. Have you been to grounds of Alexandria? Yeah. City. Uh, Alexandria. I've never been to either. I yeah. catered their Christmas party like five years ago. Mm. Catered their Christmas party. Yeah. Wow. No, they do throw. Um, a lot of a money. lot of effort and a lot of money into the fit outs. And but I've got to say, the one in the city is one of the most remarkable fit outs I've ever seen mm-hmm. in anywhere. Are we saying it's like it's almost like Disneyland or something? Like it's like a it, a theme park? Yeah, almost, it almost you know? like a little theme park restaurant. But the detailing is just uh, I I shudder to think how many millions of dollars it cost. Mm. Does it is it one of those ones where it feels like you know without you know you know how all Maryville venues feel the same. Yeah, is, is it kind of? Does it feel like, like is, is, is it feel significantly different to other extremely expensive fit out restaurants in Sydney? It, yeah, it, it it does. Yeah, it does. It does. It's um, I I just think the level of detail that you see in in the fit out is I haven't seen that before. So um, you know, just even the the shelving around the room, but the kitchen, particularly a big open kitchen or big open kitchen it's got a big island in the middle and then every single part of that kitchen has been custom made or custom fitted so Damn. it's um shelving hidden shelving around the whole kitchen which is quite remarkable and i don't know if this might be bore no this is really people. interesting we, 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 you know, um, it's good that we actually talk about do you take restaurant related stuff <laughs> yeah. do you take yeah. oh look i i wouldn't no i don't think anyone can afford to do what they've done yeah. <laughs> um like the the fridge doors are all seem to be a custom uh, red door that's designed to look like a um, an old retro fridge door, and then even the extraction the above the mm. central island is the same red steel construction, which makes it look like the oldie the oldie kitchen. But um, far out, it's just incredible. Is it a big spacious like you know? Is is it somewhere? Is is it like you know family friendly kind uh, of joint, or is it, is it much more of a sit down restaurant kind of vibe? No, no, it's, it's family ish friendly. It's pretty packed. It's pretty sardini. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that contributes to the vibe of the place. So that that's um, that's you know. Quite, I'm pretty sure they don't thing. need any more promotion from us. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, like, it is interesting to talk about it. Like I feel I felt the same way about um, going to the farm in Byron yeah. last month. Yeah. With the three blue ducks is up there and. Darren wasn't there at the time because he doesn't work in the kitchen ever. Um, um, but, uh, but Paul from the bread, the bread Project, which is the bakery they have there, um, showed me around. I think I've got a, bread, a bakery there now. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, huh. been, it's been there the whole time. It's fucking yeah, amazing it's been bread. Too. Right. Okay. Um, he, he used to, he, he used to um, be the head baker at Burke Street and now he now he started his own thing up there and it's fucking unreal bread. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, that fit up there is insane. Like, the, 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 it's, it's an actual functioning farm. Mm. Um, and then there has like you know the, the restaurant and kind of a shop and and a kind of playground and you can do like a the kind of walking tour of the of the grounds as well. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. But but, but I know that like that Byron Council and Byron residents were like like against it, and they're still. I think it was, it was a lot like pushing a rock uphill to get it. I think there's not mm. a lot that uh, Byron Council's no. not against. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're definitely against fluoride and and vaxing. <laughs> <laughs> there was an amazing article. That our friend Toby shared. He's used to he, used to, he lived in grew up in Byron about mm. um, just being like you know why I will never move back to Byron. Uh, Did yeah, you read so that article? I didn't read it. Oh, was, I think I read that. It was such a caustic yeah. article, but it was very funny. Mm. It was kind of I, I read it like you know having just gotten back from a holiday there, in which I was you know 
part got of problem. Going, well, I was just going to the beach, you know, in the middle of the day every day, and it was fucking May, and it was awesome weather. Yeah. Um, and then going like, oh man, Byron's amazing. Why would you write an article shitting on it? And then they bring up like you know the anti-vaxxing and the just like yeah, a lot of the things that like you you overlook when you're there on a holiday, and you're like, oh yeah. Byron's fucked. (laughs) 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 Um, Hey, uh, Mitch, you know what else is like a a weird... I wouldn't quite say fucked, but walking here today down Bayswater Road to Acme, Mm. um, past Acme, uh, Bayswater Road is is a significantly different evolving creature every time I walk down it. Um, Just like, you know, because I I, I grew up in King's Cross as like, you know, as a a DJ with all the nightclubs Mm -hmm. and a nightclub that I used to DJ at now is a gym that I DJ at now. <laughs> L- F45. Well, the, the Panic is now an F45. Oh, is that where F45 is? In the Panic? Uh, it's yeah, like right. four doors up from Acme. How, how have you not yeah. seen it? <laughs> no, because I never, I, never, I never walk from the, on that stretch of Bayswater. Yeah, like, totally. I never, and I never pay it. I just assume it's still Candy's apartment, the Panic, I think it's all World China. Bar. I think, I think you'd be shocked. Yeah, well, I know yeah. candies and well bar are still there. Yeah, and then there's like a uh, it, every six months there's a like a, on on the kind of corner of Bayswater and whatever that main main drag is there. Um, it's like a it's a it's a new owned newly owned burger rest. It's always a burger spot. Now at the moment it's called like Burgers Coffee. Oh, it used to be Burger Pies where Burger Fuel was or whatever. Oh, I don't know. I know it was a bigger one. I think it used to be like I don't know what what it used to be. But the, 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 I walked past them today and like they're like weird gimmick is on the middle of every table is a basketball no is, is a cdj or a dj uh, yeah, mixer yeah, yeah. what the fuck is why would you put a thousand dollar piece of equipment that isn't plugged into anything just on the middle well, of your actual, table the actual yeah like the, the shit one. i dj off every weekend oh, just, I, they're probably all broken yeah i know but what a weird thing it's, it, it takes up a uh, massive amount of space i don't know i think that's the old um no, I was going to say it's the old Bayswater Brass Street, but that's something. No, that's yes, no, that's it. That is it. Yeah, yeah, that's what. Oh, really? Yeah, no, yeah, that, yeah. no, that's Crane. Yeah. That's Crane Bar, isn't it? Oh, is it Crane Bar? Yeah, whatever. I I know. Know. It's, it's near. It's, it's next, next to that. If not, yeah. it's between. It's between Corner do, and World Bar. I do Pilates Bar. above above. <laughs> Which nightclub do you do Pilates? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. Lincoln. They had a um, the Lincoln is what I don't know why. What's wrong with that site? Why has no one ever? Well, it's just Kings Kings Cross is risky. It's it's really yeah. risky doing yeah. stuff here now because I went residents. To Kings Cross the first time when I was twelve, uh, when I was over from New Zealand, mm. so I was here for the uh, the Raiders uh, <laughs> final against the Bulldogs <laughs> in '95. Who did you support? '93, the Raiders. We were here. It was the last game. Why did you support Raiders? Because they had the because oh, there was that, no Warriors back then. Yeah, there was no okay, Warriors. Right, back. Yeah, it was it sense. was actually. But the why can Why did you? The Warriors were right. Right. We're in the competition because they had Mel Meninga and Larry uh, Daly yeah, and yeah, Ricky yeah, Stewart yeah, and Brad yeah, Croker okay, and Brad Mullins, Mullins and, and yeah. <laughs> um, so it was their last game altogether. So right. we, my dad, being the leaguey that he is, took yeah. us all over to Sydney. Oh, yeah. We stayed at the Boulevard Hotel, and uh, me and all my brothers snuck out one night to have a walk down the cross. Um, first homeless people I'd ever seen, just or drunk or drugged out people I'd ever seen, and there were so many prostitutes. I could never yeah. get that. That's really different. Now. Yeah, yeah. We just like to very different. Where Jane. do you go for prostitutes now? Only the classy establishments yeah, now. Yeah. He's off street hookers. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my dad came and got us when he worked out that we'd left the hotel. <laughs> he was pretty upset. Yeah, it is fucking because I, yeah, I, I I'll walk from the station and when you when you come out on uh, on the main main is it Darlinghurst Road? What's yeah, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that. That area still looks the same It's always looked That yeah. area still is like You know Backpackers yeah. Strip clubs McDonald's yeah. mm. And just like You know The kind of People that you've seen 
on the streets of King's Cross for the last decade. It's, yeah. That's all still there. But then as soon as you walk down Bayswater Road, it's his yoga studio, Pilates studio, yeah. um, restaurant, re- restaurant, restaurant that you know will only exist for three months. Yeah. Um, Thirsty Bird's good though. I like Thirsty Bird. Yeah, Thirsty Bird's not bad. They were open. I, I DJed at King's Cross Hotel a couple of weeks ago and I, my, uh, my room got closed early, which I was like, damn, at first. Then I was like, wait a minute, I can go home. <laughs> and then they were still open till two, so I had fried chicken yeah. at 2 a.m. Were you DJing awesome. the silent disco? No. Was I, that a real thing? Was so like that, this, it's like, like, was that a, a real? Was that a Batuta article? <laughs> I, 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 the silent discos are real, but they, yeah, they, they, are they, real. they suck. I was meant to play one, but I. I but the I, one that got shut down during Vivid at nine thirty. Oh, no, that, oh, that was, was just a regular. Was it a real? It wasn't a silent. Oh, it wasn't a silent disco. Yeah. That was a silent disco. Is like that was the Batuta. Silent disco is like a bunch of people that would never go to a nightclub wearing headphones, um, and and like the novelty is that like if you take the headphones off, you can't hear anything, hmm. but you see everybody kind of like dancing, dancing around awkwardly, and there's two channels you can tune into. In theory, it's a cool idea, but when you go there, and when you DJ, it's really hard to DJ as, as well because. When, when when you mix, you have because you the, feel, the song. You, you the, feel a little silly. Well, also <laughs> when you mix, the song you're mixing in is coming in through your headphones, and then the song that you're mixing into is is is, is out in the in the open. Mm. But because there's no song out in the open, you have to put two pairs of headphones on to hear what you're sending out to the listeners, and then what you're mixing in. Mm. Shit sucks. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so yeah, I didn't, I didn't think about the the struggles of silent disco, the technicalities. Man, no one does. <laughs> <laughs> Do we get to some emails, Levs? Yeah, we get some emails here. Um, what is, what email what's, us. The, what's the emails? The Mitchin at uh, gmail dot com. That's an interesting app you have. Mm. Um, <laughs> thanks, Phil. Um, so uh, this one's from Gavin. So all these all, all these ones are nice and long. So uh, bear with me when I when I while I try and read out these emails. Do they have questions? Yes. Okay. To whom maybe a cut? sorry, I haven't listened to the Mitchin um, recently. Ever, yeah. I apologize. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, the, the important thing to do whenever you, whenever you email us is call us a cunt. That's, that's, yeah. that, that, apparently, that's really important. So right. Gavin begins his email. To whom may be a cunt? First things first, I'd like to thank you guys for the effort for putting in the podcast. Blah, blah, blah. You were great. Um, I no thought about this for no a while. Worries, My pleasure. <laughs> Especially after the hiatus. <laughs> um, when you asked what people wanted more of, I think I listened to the mission for insights of you into a world that I typically wouldn't have access to. So extending that out, the things I'd probably like to hear more about are these insights into the industry. There are a few discussions about booking systems, Dimi, etc. And I think that was the one that you talked about when you were on, Phil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I found the debate around online booking versus call up and have a chat having a chat fascinating whether you call it tech and future trends in the industry things like acme being up on uber eats i think it's a really interesting time for that stuff and you're in a good position to investigate it um any thoughts re-technology how, how we should check in because you, you we i we, we talked about uber eats like the week that you signed acme up for it how's yeah. it been for acme uh it hasn't been amazing um it started off okay and now we don't do very much but there's also so much on the platform and on delivery and on Fedora, that yeah, it's hard true. to make any noise. And I guess we're at a different price point to what most people are using those apps for as well. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's neither there. I'll say with Dimmy that I, I saw something, well, someone told me the other day that I'm not sure if it's Dimmy, so I won't badmouth them, but there's a booking platform that sends out emails or something like that. Or if people look for a restaurant, say someone looks for Acme because we're not any on any booking platforms. You're not on any. No. Nah. Mm. Acme will come up 
if you, someone you searches for it and, and look up the booking number like a normal no, person. Yeah, no, no. But if you <laughs> if you go on these booking things, Acme will come up, but then it will say Acme isn't a part of this. But why don't you try these restaurants mm. that are similar? Oh wow! So they're still is that true? That yeah. actually happens. Yeah. Huh. So they're using like instead of just not being there, as they're still putting that Acme is searchable and findable, but then directing that potential traffic that might want to book Acme to other restaurants. <laughs> that sucks, which but is it's really, also so clever. It's very yeah. clever, but it's, it's very underhanded. Yeah, yeah. And um, evil. We, I don't use Dimmy or anything like that because I don't want to pay some corporation to suck money out of the restaurant industry. And I also believe in the personal touch. And that's something that is important to Acme and has been from the start. Like whether you deal with Cam and his eccentricities or... <laughs> whether you want to deal with Cam. Whether you want to deal with Cam or, you know, but it's an important leading into the kind of experience that you're going to have at Acme where you're going to walk in and be treated like a friend and someone that we've known forever. Cam's probably going to hug you when you walk in even if he's never seen you before in his life. You know, all that kind of thing that leads to the experience of what Acme is and by going through a booking system you don't get that yeah I, I, I would much rather call up and even just leave a voicemail yeah. and have that you know the text or the, or the call yeah I think that's so much better than dealing with a, even even if it's like a website through like you know I've, I've got to book a dinner for Mamafuku soon and like yeah. I'm not going to do it the normal way I'm going to yeah, use no. my bullshit inside contacts yeah. to do it my way but yeah. I hate that system of booking I mean, yeah. that, that, I, mean I think the Mamafuku one was, was the worst yeah. To be honest, uh, yeah. the fact that you have to sign up, uh, do you have to still do that? I don't know. I don't know. They've well, changed. They changed I, I don't know. I'll yeah. we'll never know because, <laughs> like, because we're complete cunts. <laughs> we we go through email. We yeah. we go through email. So there's a history of your booking and a history of every time you book, and there's a direct link for you if you have a compliment or a complaint or um, special requests or whatever. There's a direct line to either Cam or the restaurant manager mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. you to go through, and then on the day or the day before we confirm everything by text so there's another history of your interaction with us as well and it's again it's a personal thing and it might be Cam's messaged you four times but he doesn't realise he's messaging the same person he thinks he's messaging somebody else every time you know so, so you it's a, a great setup. yeah a table a great setup. for six three or five yeah so <laughs> you know but that's part of the charm I guess of sure of, of, yeah. of Acme so you know and yeah I guess it's the same as the delivery companies and stuff like it's people outside the industry trying to make money from the industry Mm. which doesn't always sit well with me but sometimes you have to play the game I guess and yeah sometimes it can be an advantage but when I I guess from my point of view with the booking system is it just adds an efficiency to the restaurant which um, you can potentially reduce a little bit of costs and increase your margin. But, I mean, then you still have to have someone there anyway because, yeah, because we haven't got to that point where everybody is is booking online yet. And they're not... Um, but, I, you know... It's, it's a lot to set it up though as well, right? Like to say, okay, there's these seatings available and yeah. then, you know, you don't have the flexibility to go, okay, we can squeeze extra people in this yeah, time. Yeah, you, you do have to All manage, that kind yeah, of stuff, you, you know, really so you still got to manage it anyway. Yeah, you do. And if you have a restaurant which has flexible uh, seating options, it does make it a little bit tougher yeah um but yeah i i just think um with the booking systems you know they they do give you quite a 
large outreach and I think particularly for international mm. bookings. I mean, when I, I when I go overseas, I always use online systems, I guess. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just easier for booking from overseas. Hmm. Yeah, I've, I've never never been a fan. I never used them, but uh, yeah, I see. Your point. I love them. You love them. <laughs> yeah, there we go. It's, 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 it's summoned for how, how much? How much money are they putting in your pocket? <laughs> they, they do take. I mean, you know, they charge an awful, an awful lot. Um, yeah. And potentially, if the industry as a whole was a little bit more together and um, and harder on these things, then we'd mm. potentially, as a bargaining group, get a better rate. better deal. Yeah. So you you love it as a restaurateur or as a diner. Uh, I love it as a diner. I think it makes it, you know, I do actually pretty much use online booking only, really, mm -hmm. unless uh, a friend of mine is in the restaurant. Um, and I, I mean, I, I think as running a restaurant, it just gives you, I, I think you're always looking for as wider audiences you can possibly pull on. Yeah. Uh, and, and I guess um, those online systems have a certain market. And I, I think going forward with, um, with that next generation, you get the feeling that that's might, that might be all that they use. Yeah, I guess it's something to think about too because like you said, and like we've said before, it's so hard to keep people coming back to your restaurant in it, Sydney. So to give yourself that wider reach, maybe it's worth the, the money, especially over winter and stuff when it's extra tough. Yeah, and, and I guess that was the same idea of I mean, we used Deliveroo for a little while. Mm. Um, and that was the same idea is just to have a wider reach. You're always trying to... Yeah, well, that's the same reason we use uber eats as well mm. maybe if people don't want to come to the restaurant because they're lazy and we all feel that maybe they'll cop something off uber eats but it it hasn't really taken off for us like it has for other people no i think you have to be i mean it's predominantly burgers pizzas and um fried chicken i mm. think is did you ever get people complaining of the the presentation of your food when when they get it from uber yeah, eats? I have. yeah i have i have that's i was really curious about i have before i had someone uh, send a Facebook message and say that the macaroni looked like someone had eaten half of it or something like that and it was all over shop and I replied to him and I said your order was cooked wasn't cooked until the driver got to the restaurant and you know it's it's pasta in a container and then it's driven around or ridden around and I don't have any control over what the driver or the delivery person is doing with it like so he could be eating half of it, he for could, example. He could be. And <laughs> I have, bro, I have heard horror stories of Fuck. stuff like that happening. But I said, we, it's the same portion size in the restaurant. Yeah. It's the same cost as in the restaurant. And it was cooked. It wasn't cooked until the driver was here waiting for it. I, so, I it was that. as fresh as possible. And if it gets shaken up around on the way, like a bowl of pasta is only going to look like a bowl of pasta either way. So, you know. And I sent that as a reply and I didn't hear back from them. So, who knows? Mm. I think that's the weirdest part of um, trying to, as a as a restaurant, uh, trying to be a part of that service. Yeah. Because essentially, you know, they want you to charge what you charge in a restaurant. Um, but that doesn't really make sense because then mm. you're sort of outpricing yourself as, as opposed to yeah, the other composed, places yeah. that are a takeaway only yeah venue so that's part one of this four-part email <laughs> uh the next one's a quick one this is actually a really good idea and phil you can, you can let us know as a, as a, as a uh, chef if you would display this uh one thing i'll mention says gavin who emailed us um 
and you may be aware of this, is how influential being Mitchin approved is. I live in Brisbane and have had amazing nights out just by asking which Mitchin guests do I want to visit. Recently, I had a cracking day, coffee at Artificer, um, sandwiches at the Dolphin, dinner at Automata. I know it's corny, but a Mitchin approved sticker would be shorthand for run by good people who do good stuff. <laughs> would you? Because I mean, like <laughs> restaurants everywhere will always have like the, the good food guide st- the sticker, the, the GT sticker, the cheap eat sticker what about a Mitchin approved one with a picture of me and Mitch on it giving the thumbs up Mitchin approved on your restaurant um, that's, you know, a, that's a large a, a, that's a, a large three size. <laughs> that's a large customer base of about 10 people yeah um, I mean, I, look I'd have to I'd have to take that to, to the wider management of the restaurant yeah. <laughs> get it signed off by yeah, the appropriate yeah. bodies yeah, yeah. My, myself uh, you know You've got a you've got a customer right if, there. Yeah. What if, you know, if it was what up if we, to me only? Yeah, what if we made your, your aprons? Over. And <laughs> on the aprons, just had a, my, one of one of the, your floor staff have me giving a thumbs up. Kitchen staff have, have Mitch giving a thumbs up. Yeah, I think that would work. I'm into yep. it. Cool. All right. Thank you for the merch idea, Gav. Um, finally, uh, I have a few thoughts. Oh, sorry, two parts more. I had a few thoughts on recurring Mitch and themes. Feel free to disregard them as speculation from an uninformed dickhead or take them as your own and just buy me a drink sometime. That's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> you uninformed dickhead. Um, number one, people enter the restaurant industry having a false idea of it. Gi- giving off the whole open house events in architecture world, could you have a Sydney-wide open kitchen? Hmm. Well, like a day where if you want to work in a restaurant, you can come into a and get restaurant. Bollocked. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah. That wow, one? imagine that. You could be yelled at by <laughs> one of Sydney's <laughs> top chefs. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard because we're still delivering um, a service for paying customers. So, it's a high, it's a high intensity, high pressure environment. So... You know, in a place like Acme where there's only three people in the kitchen to throw someone unexperienced and that kind of thing into that mix is pretty hard, especially on a really busy night where you're under the pump and trying to deliver the best product possible. It's hard, but I I think that's part of the problem with um, cooking shows and that kind of thing. It's always It always romanticizes what it is and it never really shows the reality. But I guess in a bigger kitchen, maybe you could do mm. something because there's more bodies and you can put someone on a section with a supervisor and you can delegate little jobs and that kind of thing. And they, you can get a feel of what it's actually like to be in a busy kitchen. Yeah. I, I think the problem with um, with an open kitchen citywide is that uh, every part of your property is money, right? Yeah. So you got to keep the tight, the spaces as tight as possible mm-hmm. to maximize your earnings, particularly with the you know the cost of Sydney rent and mm. property at the moment and the fact that all these uh, all the people that own property now are trying to make as much money out of rentals as possible before property potentially collapses yeah. um, so you you just don't have the space available to you to have too many extra people floating around. Yeah. So he suggests that the audience um, could be kids considering a TAFE or an apprenticeship, career changes, could give them a view inside and be a way of selling restaurants to potential employees given staffing is such an issue. People would, inev- people would inevitably gram k- kitchen setups and dishes. Could that be good promotion? Well, I mean, you know, we're already kids thinking about an apprenticeship do, do have quite a lot of uh, different outlets in which they can do work experience in a kitchen mm. or, 
already. Particularly, we, we used to work with the, the Hills District um, schools, and you know they'd send us maybe one to two kids a week to do work Very experience with yeah. us. And that I mean that's quite common. Um, you know, so that's already happening. Hmm. Yeah, I did work work placement when I was in school and stuff like that. Um, the second point he brings up uh, is that there's too many substandard restaurants opening. No shit. What if restaurant licenses <laughs> were handed out like taxi licenses, i.e. a set amount to ensure supply didn't overwhelm demand? Is a bit against... That's, that's done really well for the taxi. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a bit against free markets, etc. but putting a cap just like other things the government makes money off could be a suggestion. I think it's a terrible idea, it's but... A, it's, a, yeah. it's a terrible idea. I, I understand where he's coming from, though. Because some idiot bureaucrat with no fucking idea would be in charge and the wrong people who still get the license. Okay, if you could put someone in charge that you think would do a good job, who decides? Who in the world do you know that could decide which restaurant should exist and which shouldn't? No, it's pretty tough. I mean, so subjective uh, of an industry that it's, you know, what do you do about it? Yeah. You, know, you might just end up with Italian restaurants everywhere. I think in one, uh, some cities around the world, there's laws in place that um, restaurants can't operate within a certain space of each other. So, like, you couldn't have three restaurants next door to each other kind of thing. Sort of like a pharmacy. Yeah. It's like the pharmacy regulation. There's, like, a bit of regulation, like, in that way. And that, something like that might help. But I, I think it's just one of those things where everyone's just trying to jump on, on, the, bandwagon, on the bandwagon because they can think they think they can make a quick buck and there's people throwing money yeah, on the face behind of it or that kind they, of thing. They can make a, like, yeah. like, on the face of it. You know, they do imagine that they do make lots of money. Yeah. But, um, they do not. They do not, yeah. <laughs> they really, really do not. <laughs> uh, and they can lose you a lot of money very, very, very quickly. If, if there was a way of... Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I guess you go back to the subjective thing again. But if, if there was a way to stop people from opening restaurants which weren't good... Um, you got to put someone in charge. Who's I, would, be? Yeah. I would like to be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think would be the best thing you'd do in that role and the worst? The best thing I would do and the I don't know. In that role the, of, of letting me decide what restaurants can and can't open. What, like, what, what would be like your main, your main, like which restaurant, what kind of restaurant would you make sure there were more of and which would you make sure there were less of? Uh, small, independently, um, run restaurants by industry professionals. So way less of those. And, <laughs> um, and less dining precincts. Mm. Maybe less dining precincts. What if they have amazing, yeah. fit, amazing fit outs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, you mean like massive, massive joints? Like, you know, like you're, no, I mean like less barangaroos and yeah, trench sure. stars and, and Yeah, sure. I, I yeah. think the best thing that they could do would be some sort of free business mentorship for young yeah. independent restaurateurs. Yeah, um, yeah, stuff like a that. Board. A bit of yeah, yeah, some somewhere where you can knowing what it actually yeah what is actually involved in opening a business and running a business. What if we, you know, there's Chinatown and Chinatown, and then there's the Korea like precinct. I really, I really find the Chinatown bit a bit of a stretch. It's like well, it's, it's, like it's a road. Street. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. Two. yeah. What if we had like, and it's just Thai town guys. It's not. Tyna land. It's the Thai part of Chinatown. Chinatown and Thai town. Chinatown. I really miss the Spanish quarter. Yeah, which is what Chinatown is now. The Spanish quarter that was just one restaurant. Oh wait, should have been the Spanish corner, not the Spanish quarter. Well, that's where that's where the dip was. I was I was part of the Spanish quarter. Spanish, Spanish hot dogs. Yeah. Would you like a cuisine based regions of Sydney? No. 
No, no, no variation no. is good, isn't it? Yeah, no, just Chinatown. Um, yeah. Thanks, Gav, for uh, for sending good email. all those uh, suggestions through. We've got a bunch of other emails that we can read through in, in more weeks. Um, but Gav ends his email with uh, just saying that uh, you know he had he had a best meal he had in years at Acme of all places. That's nice. And he got to say hi to Mitch. That's also, nice. he thinks drunk you, episodes are good. That's drunk nice. episodes. We're due for another one of those. It's been a while. Well, we're due to have Mike Benny back on. Yeah, that's true. He's fucking so. very hard to get. Mm. Um, but uh, Phil, thank you so much for joining us today. It's quite all right. Thank and, you so uh, much. Now and it's customary at the end of every episode that we ask our guest to choose a song to end the episode on. So while I do the sign-offs, have, have a think about a song that you want to end this episode on. Okay. You can end, uh, send us an email like Gavin did today uh, to themitchin at gmail.com. You can find us online. Send a message there, facebook.com slash themitchinpodcast. Wait, fuck. I said it wrong. It's themitchinpodcast at gmail.com and facebook.com slash themitchin. I might just change the Facebook to themitchinpodcast even though it's longer. Yeah. Just you, 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 Whatever you want, mate. You're the boss. Do I have to sing this sign-off song? No, no. no I just, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You do. Uh, you, we're also on Instagram. I never. I always forget to plug it, but it's uh, Facebook. Sorry, Instagram. We're, we're at the Mitchin um, on on Instagram too. It's very so hard for me to choose a song. Sorry, it's okay. Sorry, you've got, you've got a while. Ruining your sign-off. Yeah, choose oh, whatever oh you want. Uh, if, if you if you want, we, we can just play Wild Thoughts by DJ Khaled and Rihanna. Yeah, <laughs> on repeat. <laughs> on repeat. I played it three times on Saturday night. So good. <laughs> um, have you heard that song yet with the Santana sample? No. You like, you like Rihanna, Phil? I um, haven't caught her newer stuff. Fan, fan of the, you know, when she was a bit more underground. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Your big, big pond, pond Pondery. Pondery. <laughs> um, yeah, have you seen um, who she's dating? Yeah. Yeah, what, the Saudi Arabian, Saudi Arabian prince. Arabian prince. Yeah. Yeah, it's, Have you gone on his Instagram? It's quite no, he's not. He, she may not even be dating him. Like Rihanna can have any banging. man she wants for she as, got as long fat, as she, she wants. Got pretty fat, pretty is quickly. Oh, what are you talking? Rihanna is you don't so get fine, some. bro. What are you talking about? <laughs> Rihanna, thick is the, the word. There, right? are, thick. there are rules to being on the mission. Insulting oh, Rihanna is, is just an immediate ban. Sorry, fuck off to Mel. You are the worst guest. Do you want to play? I've got this political podcast here. It's called Radio. New Zealand National Focus on Politics You can find Mitch online At Instacrill On Instagram At Krill on the right On Twitter I'm at Levdog L-E-V-D-A-W-G On Facebook Instagram and Twitter And Phil If you want to see more um, New Zealand political uh, Humour Mixed with um, Fat shaming of pop stars Is um, At Phil A.C. Wood Okay yeah. it, that's Phil a cunt Wood uh, as chosen as chosen by Phil, here is uh, the new song uh, of DJ Khaled's album, Rihanna, with, uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking Bryson Tiller. Bryson Tiller. I thought I was going to say Eric Bellinger. Like he didn't. Eric um, Bellinger, that's the throwback lips. No, it isn't. He, isn't it? Is he new, is he? He's new. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, this is Wild Thoughts, Phil's favorite song right now. Thanks so much yeah. to Phil. DJ Khaled salsa dance. Time. I just love the beat when it drops. Oh, you love that, 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 <laughs> that, that, that Santana sample? The beat dropping. <laughs> You can listen to us every week. Uh, thank There's you so much for tuning in. Mix. Phil. Yep. Get out of my house. Get out of my city. <laughs> <laughs> bye bye. Another one. Another one. We the best music. DJ Khaled. I don't know if you could take it. No, you want to see me naked, naked, naked. I want to be a baby, baby, baby. Spinning in his wedges like he came from Maytag. Rock it with sit on the brown like then I get like this, I can't be around you I'm too little to dim down a notch Cause I can name some things that I'm gon' do Wow, wow, wow Wow, 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 thoughts Wow, wow, wow When I'm with you, all I get is wild thoughts Wow, wow, wow When I'm with you, all I get is wild thoughts
the Mission Podcast. Hey, this is Levins. Thanks so much for listening to The Mission. If you're not completely sick of my voice by now, why don't you check out one of my other podcasts? One of them is called Hey Fam and is about comedy and pop culture and dumb shit. The other one is called Serious Issues and is all about comic books. You can find both of them on iTunes or download them directly at my website, yolevins.com slash podcasts. Thanks so much for your support and see you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.